Welcome to First 100K, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs about how they made their first $100,000. Digging deep to find the tools, tactics, and superpowers that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm your host, your friend, your coach, Joseph Warren. I'm also the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida, where I have the privilege of helping hundreds of entrepreneurs to start, launch, and grow successful businesses. Today, our featured guest is fearless entrepreneur Mike Koala. Kind of like the bear, right? Like the bear. And you're like cute and cuddly the same way. That was totally inappropriate, but I said it anyway because that's what I did. But I did send I do. you a text of a koala bear. Dude, you sent me a text of a koala bear, man. It's like you actually have these little things that you send out to your clients and stuff. I like to koala. spend quality time with you. Oh my gosh, you did not just go there. I'm going to ignore that happened. Okay, so Michael, are you ready to serve up some, um, some value to our amazing listeners? I yes? hope I'm qualified. You did not just do that again. How many of these are you, do you have? We could go on a long time. Oh, my gosh. It's like you're rehearsing koala terminology. This yes. is scary. I could really tell you a lot about a koala bear that you might not want to know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't. Okay. So, uh, Mike, let's go uh, this way. Um, give us the industry that you work in, uh, the name of your business, and your title there, please. So, I'm the CEO of a company called Social Quant. It is a software company, and it's a tool for Twitter where we help individuals find relevant quality followers who might be interested in what they do for business. Kind of cool, brother. Okay, and uh, take a minute with us and share something personal that very few people in your business life know about you. I've shared this on other podcasts, but really, um, you know, most folks don't realize, but my entrepreneurial career started on 9-10-2001, the day before 9-11. So no came way. home from working on Wall Street, and my wife said uh, she wanted to go out for dinner, and we never went out for dinner. It was like 9 o'clock in the what? evening, and she's like, let's go out and have some drinks and talk and I was like, obviously, she wanted to talk about something, and she shared with me when I ordered my drink. I'm like, why aren't you drinking? And she said, well, guess what? I'm pregnant, and we're going to have our first child. And we spoke a lot uh, that evening because I traveled a lot. She knew I wasn't happy. I was on Wall Street. Yeah. And she said, um, you know, you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, she knew I had businesses when I was in college, and I ended up uh, going in that next day that morning and resigning. And uh, we all know what happened, unfortunately, later on that day. Wow. Wow. You lived it, brother. I was on the West Coast when that happened. Wow. I watched it on TV. And I literally thought it was just a movie. I was like, that's not real. Yeah. Literally, I was in denial. And I see it on all the TVs popping up. And I'm like, still not real. Like, I didn't get it. I um, When I started my business a year later... I was consulting a company called Advertising.com that was later sold to AOL. Mm. Um, we were in the midtown uh, of the city, and a year later, there was a blackout in New York. I don't know if you remember that, but um, everything was out. Cell phones, cell towers, radio, TV. Nobody knew what was going on. Everybody thought, again, that we were under another attack. Mm. And I remember that night crossing the bridge to GW. I walked all the way up to GW. It was right around 12 o'clock. My wife was uh, going to meet me on the other side, and um, phones went back on later on, uh, and we found out that it was just something with the power grids. But it was, uh, again, New York was on panic mode for I quite some time, and, uh, and you know, the country still is. Absolutely. I get it. You know, and you and I were just talking uh, before the show, you know, just about the divisiveness right now in the, the country right now, and obviously that's not the topic of this show, However, it's very prevalent out there right now, you know, and we're standing for a world that is unified. 
a world that works, you know, one that comes together. So that's part of what this show is about is entrepreneurs supporting entrepreneurs, right? And you're about to share with us some of your wisdom uh, from your first uh, one, two or three years. How long did it take you in your business uh, from day one to making your first $100,000 gross revenue? Yeah, so each business was uh, very different. Uh, my very first business. Let's go with your existing business. With their current one right now, Correct. we did that within six months. Got it. Okay. So um, very aggressive, but I've learned a lot over uh, the, the years, right? So my first business was not that way. Oh, and, I get um, it. I've Neither had several businesses since that have yeah. actually lost a lot of money. So I've lost more than I in, in business than I've won. Yeah. Um, but you only have to win a few times. Yes, you do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't even want to look back at my first, second, third, fourth, fifth businesses. It's like, yeah. Uh, so obviously we're getting better and better as we go. Um, so our audience always loves context, right? So let's get down to business. How much revenue did you guys gross approximately, even a range, uh, this past year? Yeah. So the first year we did over a hundred thousand. Yeah. The following year we did a half a million, and this year we're going to cross a million easily, well over a million. Fantastic, man. I love growth like that. Yeah. It's just like, you know, double, triple, boom. You know what I love more is profit, and and let me just share this yeah, with go for you. It. Um, my prior business was um, a company where I ranked 144th fastest growing company here in the U.S., and it was with Inc. Magazine. Yeah, sure. So your my That's first a huge year honor, yeah, huge honor, right? First year in business we did 100k. The next year in business we did a million. The following year we did 2.8 million. So my third year in business we did 2.8 million. I met an individual by the name. We, there was a party in, at the World Trade Center with um, uh, Inc. Magazine, and mm -hmm. I met this individual, Joe Paluzzi, who mm -hmm. uh, owns Content Marketing Institute. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay, so Joe also made it, and he was ranked the 360th fastest-growing company. Sure. So you would think, wow, Mike, you blew him away, right? Um, Joe did $2.4 I think, his third year. Yeah. Difference was is Joe spent a total over three years of $40,000 max in advertising his business. Wow. Myself, I was spending over $100,000 in just PPC advertising sure. a year Paper to drive click. my yeah. sales. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, it's interesting just for all new entrepreneurs when starting off, when you're looking at other businesses and you see folks say, you know, they're ranked uh, whatever the t in the top 5,000. A lot of times that's revenue. Yes. It's you want to hear what are you profiting? What yeah. are you bringing home? Because I've seen tons of folks who make millions and millions, but they're not making a profit in their business. And you can't keep the doors open that way. Mike, I really like that you distinguish that, right? It's not always apples to apples comparison, right? It is? So, yeah. So the goal is what are you netting, right? What are you taking home? 100%. Exactly. So, so I get that. That's huge. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for distinguishing that. Okay, cool. So, uh, you know, we all love the, to hear the wisdom of like mega millionaires, billionaires, but the, the raw fact is that 90% of us uh, as entrepreneurs are struggling to make our first 100K. So our listeners listening right now are in that boat, right? So that's really the focus. So let's uh, focus uh, down on that first year because it took you that first year to make the 100K. Paint us a story, uh, a picture of that and tell us that story. Yeah, so uh, I think, um, and, and we'll probably talk about this a lot throughout the show, because I like to say the word GSD, right? A lot of folks grind, a lot of folks sacrifice. A lot, every entrepreneur I've met is determined about winning mm. in business. 
But the bottom line is not all entrepreneurs GSD get stuff done or get you know what done, right? Mm -hmm. So the reason for that is that a lot of us are working in our businesses and not on our businesses yeah. as entrepreneurs. So um, my first year in the business, I think this time around and the last few businesses I've had is, you know, I'm very good at knowing what I know and very good at also admitting what I don't know. That's huge, brother. So I outsource a tremendous amount, and I bring in a lot of folks around me that are much better than I am. I'm typically the least smart person in the room when I hold meetings with folks. But you know what? I'm with them because I know they're going to help me get what I need done. Yeah. So a lot of my day is spent, um, you know, traditionally the first two hours of the day, I crank out a lot of what I need for the business. And a lot of the rest of the day, I'm either networking or just, you know, thinking about stuff for my business that can bring it into the future. I like that, right? And, uh, you know, on some episodes, I really touch on asking the question, what is your superpower? What's the one thing that you do not outsource because you are the guy, the only guy that can do it the way you do it? Division, definitely. What about is About division, about looking where we're going to go. So creating the vision and then And then sharing it with everybody yep. and how we're going to get there. So it's that gotcha. everybody's on the same page. This is where we're looking because short term, you know, I think you and I were talking about numbers before this. And if you're looking at just the numbers every day, it can create scatterbrain and, and mm -hmm. people panicking and changing stuff. And I let my team know, listen, this is where we're going. This is where how we want to get there. You know, I have a gentleman that writes for me, and sure. I don't care if he if he puts out one blog post a month or if it takes him four to get him the track to get us the traffic that we're looking for. So, you know, traditionally folks would say, or he would say, I got to put out a lot of content, right? Because this is what's going to work for us. But you know, when we talk, sometimes I've said, listen. Let's try to put maybe one good piece of content mm -hmm. that everybody's going to link to SEO-wise, and then over three, four, five months, just watch the value of that happening. And so, you know, it's not that short term. It's it's making mm. everybody really clear where do we want to go mm -hmm. and making sure that the folks who are helping me get there are really good at their job. Yeah. And then the rest, I just sit back and, you know, think more about, you know, tweaks that I want to make. All right. So now I get right. What's occurring to me right now is when you walked in before the show and you came into the studio and you're like, so Joseph, so what's, what's your goal with the podcast? <laughs> right now I get what you were actually yep. asking. I wasn't getting it then. Yeah. So you're like, okay, what's that big goal? What's that number? How many by when? Right. And, and then, okay, how are you going to get there? And that doesn't mean you have to sit and watch the metrics every day and Definitely. stress yourself out. That's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so the goal is 1 million uh, listeners by 2019. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that on the air, which is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, it just occurred to and me. And your listeners will help you get there. Yeah, it just occurred to me what your actual question was. Awesome. You have an intensity about you, bro. I got to say, man, I thought I was intense. You're pretty <laughs> intense. Cool. Uh, what would you say was your biggest uh, fail in the first year of this business in your eyes? With this current business, my yeah. biggest fail was I fail. Again, I think I shared more than I succeed. So we're, I'm always failing and, and, again, learning from that and then iterating, right? So mm. I've outsourced a lot of times to the wrong people. Mm. Um you know, but that's just something that happens. I look back at my first online business, which was 
an office supply business, right? Okay. So I came from owning, you know, a cleaning company where I had 50 employees out there cleaning homes throughout South Jersey to all of a sudden getting into the online world and knowing nothing about it, right? And then, you know, they say the bulls, the bears make money, the pigs get slaughtered. So we were making a ton of money. So what did Mike decide to do? Mike decides that I'm going to start ordering supplies from overseas, from China, and drop shipping it right from a, a warehouse. Well, I'd never done that before. So I, I get a hundred of these products in. We blow through them in day one on our website. It was awesome. So then I ordered a half container, blow through that. I order a, a full container. The container gets to Edison, New Jersey, receive the phone call that's being shipped down to South Jersey where our warehouse was. And then I also receive a, a cease and desist from, as seen on TV, Kevin Harrington, who's a local uh, individual here. No way, saying Kevin, that, my boy. <laughs> that the, the mops, and he probably doesn't even know it's his yeah. legal department, but the mops that we were buying to sell were being made from the warehouse that they were making it from and this company was basically just taking his mold and selling it to us well we didn't know but now i'm stuck with a full container coming uh, to my house you know warehouse and i'd already paid for it and i was stuck with it yeah. so i mean you know major fail major lesson there right sure. i mean i ended up making more money because um what we ended up doing was selling the parts um, instead of the actual <laughs> unit. And so I made more money on it, but I'm like, I am never doing this again. But again, that was a lot of stress. And, um, you know, my business could have actually gone out because I had yeah, a, lot sure. of, a lot invested in that and I was just getting started. I really like that you you were resilient enough, right? Because that's a lot of entrepreneurship is being resilient and not quitting. 100%. Right? Literally, that's it. And and going above, uh, around, over, under, whatever is needed. So, like, you, you got stopped yep. with that cease and desist. And it's like, who would have thought? It's like, well, you know what? Okay, so I can't, you know, the design is what's protected, right? The, the mop parts. itself. But if I dissemble it and take it apart, there's no protection on all the individual pieces and parts and everything like that. And you sold them and you actually made more money. Two ears, one mouth. I think that's the best, one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten from a mentor. And that's, you know, to listen more than yeah. we talk. So how does you know, that apply um, to that scenario? Well, I, I was walking out of my office that night. And again, a lot of times when I'm confused with my business, so I explained to you, I work sometimes up to four hours a day, but the rest of the day, I'm definitely walking, thinking, or talking to people. Right. Mm. And, I remember like walking around my warehouse, just looking at it all. I walked through my customer service uh, department and I was listening to people on the phone and one of them had said, I don't know if anybody actually sells that part. Now they were talking about a, a desk or something like that, but they were like, I'm not sure. And I had trained my um, customer service team to be much like Zappos is, right? So mm. even if we couldn't help them, we, we have a computer in front of right us, person. let's help them out. So look, and this girl was looking online and you know so i had asked her i was like what were you talking about and she's like I, they don't sell the parts for this i was like oh it's interesting and it didn't click then but you know the fact i asked her a question right? Right. I could have just and you marinate through. and your subconscious takes it yeah. and it went goes home to had a cocktail complaint to my wife about how much money we just lost what are we gonna do you know <laughs> and uh it just hit me i'm like holy cow the parts and so I went to, you know, famous Google and, and Googled, you know, can I actually do this? And I could because I'm not selling. I'm just actually selling actual units of it. And yeah. 
Yeah, and it was, but it was the listening part and asking questions. And I think a lot of times, yes. you know, in business, we feel like we have to be the expert in, in something and we need to know it all. And, you know, I, I don't think that at all. Again, I, I know nothing about software. I don't yeah. know anything about coding or developing, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I know how to grow a company and, and, mm -hmm. and sell a company. So that's what I'm doing right now. But I surround myself with people, ask them good questions, and move on from there. I love it, brother. So listen to what Mike is sharing there, because that's a real wisdom nugget, right? Is literally taking time in your day as an entrepreneur um, to back out of the business, get away from the business, go plug into life, right? Engage in life, uh, communicate with people, ask people questions, just be curious, be that curious little boy or girl that you once were. And before you know it, the answer to that big hairy problem that you're stuck with, that stopped you, it just shows up. Because your subconscious is already searching for the answer, but you need new environments, new stimuli. 100%. Yeah, I get that, brother. That's awesome. All right, cool. So, uh, you know, my next question would have been uh, the biggest aha moment, but it sounds like that was a big aha moment that you had right uh, there, you know? That's and granted, it, you needed some alcohol to get there. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I would say it's a couple of things. One, if I had to look at just all businesses I've started, it's one imperfect action beats perfect in action. Hesitation is the enemy of success in business. Got so, it. So I say it's similar. Uh, sometimes good enough is good enough. It's true. Yeah. And just launch. Just go. Yeah. And, and, and stop worrying about it. I mean, my first office desk was built on milk crates and a piece of plywood going across. I never worried about what my office was going to look like, my business cards, my website. My first website looked like crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and still to this day, I've had folks look at, you know, parts of our business and say, well, you know, this isn't perfect. Mm -hmm. And but it's working and it will get better. You know what? So I'm going to use this podcast, this show as an example and my other podcast, right? It's literally, I could easily get caught up in paralysis, perfection per paralysis, right? And I was like, you know what? It's good enough. I know I'm going to suck in the beginning yeah. on the first like 50 episodes. Like I'm finding my voice and, you know, I'm learning new technology. I'm learning how to edit, you know, audio files. I'm learning how to upload to iTunes. Just like there's all this back end work. I enjoy doing the show, yeah. right? This, this is my superpower, right, is Talking. doing this. Yeah. But then doing all the back end, the post-production is like miserable, yeah. right? But I have to do it in the beginning, and then I'm going to outsource it. I set a goal of 90 days, I'll outsource it. But until then, it's like don't get caught up in all the, all yeah. the perfection of it. And it's literally I knew the audio quality wasn't awesome. It, it, was, it was good. It was good enough. If I shoot, ever turn them into, you know, vlogs or whatever and do video, it's going to be YouTube quality video yeah. and I'm going to launch. It's not going to be like, bring in the cameras, let's do this major video shoot and everything like that. So, you know, listen, if you're listening right now, um, you know, we're talking with Mike Koala, um, just like the bear, because he loves to hear that. I don't know. He's got like an alter ego of a koala <laughs> bear or something like that. And which is awesome. But, uh, you know, he's dropping wisdom nuggets right now and stop chasing perfection and just launch, just get going. Um, and when I say launch, maybe you're in business already, but what's that product you've been holding back on? Exactly. Yeah. What's that, that project you've been holding? If you want to hit your hundred K you got to launch and you know, you've got to also number two, in my opinion is, and, and this comes across sometimes the wrong way, but kill the naysayers. And what I mean by that is the naysayers could be your friends, it could be your family, 
It could be a lot of folks that are coming at you and giving you their opinion of what your business should be. But they're not in your business. They don't have a clue. They don't have facts to work with. It's just opinions. And it could be maybe the voice inside your head. And so all of a sudden you're spending, you know, six, 10 hours a day grinding, working on online and looking at Facebook and say you're working on your business, but you're working in your business. And so, you know, kill those naysayers. It could Mm. be you or it could be maybe family members, but shut that down and focus on your business. And if you launch, kill those naysayers and you make sure you're working on your business, you will make your first 100K. Yeah. And don't quit. 100%. Don't quit. That's key, right? So looking back at your first 100K in this business, Mike, in your opinion, what was the number one thing that got you over that hurdle, the 100K hurdle? Number one thing. Number one thing is um, I had a plan, and, and I, I, I executed on that plan. And so, um, you know, we spoke about not getting caught, caught up in the mud, the grime of mm-hmm. looking at your numbers each and every day. But I am a big believer in what isn't measured cannot grow. So mm-hmm. I do consistently on Fridays, for instance, look at is this going in the right direction? So I knew for See, that's, us. That's different altogether. Yeah. Is it going in the right direction as opposed to did I hit every darn milestone yeah. that I was But have for? some KPIs yeah. in your business. And, Key performance and, indicators, yes. And, and make sure that, you know, something is going. So for me, there's four ways that I grow a business. Go. And number one is I always look at two or three different ways to drive traffic to my business. So I've had online businesses. I've had service-based businesses. Now I have a software company. So all completely three different. But each one I'm always looking at multiple different ways I can drive traffic to that business. Mm. Number two is how am I going to activate that traffic? So for me now, it's how am I going to get that email address and then get them going into my funnel system Three, once they become a customer, how can I build that relationship with that person? So again, if this is a service-based business and you're meeting people face-to-face, belly-to-belly, once they're a customer, your existing customer is so much easier to keep than getting a new customer. A lot of folks forget that. So take really good care of them. And then number four happens by itself, which is virality. How can I create virality in my business so is that my current customers or new people coming in that maybe aren't customers will refer me to other folks who are and that's making sure that you can explain your business really clear for instance have you ever gone to a networking event and you ask somebody what they do and you walk away and you're scratching your head like either one you have no clue what they do or they just lump themselves in like what everybody else like i meet people who say i'm a website designer Mm -hmm. i know hundreds of them i know a hundred realtors they make themselves a commodity exactly yeah be very specific and this helps if you can communicate that then to your customers or prospects who are walking in because they are your best army to mm. get new business in and then you don't have to spend marketing dollars. And as a new business owner that's not making 100K in their business yet, you know what? You need those dollars, right? So you can't waste dollars on marketing. But if you take care of folks, whether they're a customer or not, and they clearly understand who you are and believe in who you are and sincerity, and you and I spoke about that before mm-hmm. and like really feeling people and saying they're a good fella. You've got an army of folks out there. You know, we both know Chris Kermitzos. He's a great guy, right? Who would not hear locally go to bat for the guy, mm. right? Because he just gives to everybody. He's a master networker. He knows, like, everybody, right? And so we love him. And and I'm that way with my business. So that's the four ways. It's multiple ways of getting traffic. Activate that traffic. Take good care of your customers. And virality, the number four way, will grow your business. And that's what we focused on, um, you know, for this business and all my previous businesses. I like that. You just gave like a four-step uh, 
blueprint really to plug into any industry, any niche of how to grow a successful business or brand. Definitely. Yeah, that's a huge value nugget right there. So listen up, folks. Listen up. Mike is dropping it, man. So Mike, what's the best uh, business advice you received during your first year of business? Best piece of advice would be waltz with people. Say that again. Waltz with people. Like dance. Dance with people. Okay. even uh, you, you know me, and, and we've got to know each other better, and I'm newer here in Tampa, but I'm very laser-focused on where I want to go sometimes that I don't spend the time to really communicate and dance with folks mm. and, and really get to know them. And So take the time to, like, what are we doing right after this uh, we're gonna show? We're going to go grab a drink. Yeah, and I'm going to smoke some cigars, <laughs> right? And we're going we're gonna to waltz. Exactly. I get that. And I don't do that enough. So when I came down here, I made a quick, you know, when I moved to Tampa, I said, who are, and I did this when I was still up in New Jersey because I had sold my businesses. I was moving here. Didn't know what I was going to do yet, but I had reached out to my network and I have a pretty decent network. And I'd said, who are the three people that I should meet when I come to Tampa? And I did this to multiple, multiple different people, right? And so I kept hearing a lot of different names. You know, Chris was one of them. Mm. So what I do when I came down here? Chris and I went out and had dinner together. So I did it with Chris and a couple of other folks down here. But one thing I didn't do was continue doing that Mm. um, as my business was growing. And, yeah, my network is really big, but there's no reason why my network can't continue to grow. So one of my investors is always saying, Mike, slow down, go out, waltz, dance with people. And so Mm. it's been great advice for me. I like that. Isn't it funny how the very things that got us to where we are, right, towards success, we stop doing? Exactly. And we think there's like, oh, something new, something better. We're always like looking for that next and, instead and of sticking out, with the stuff that works. That and step outside your business, I would say, is always good, you know, good advice is because you get so caught up sometimes in, in your niche, right? So, mm. you know, yesterday I knew uh, it becomes a bubble. Facebook was down, right? And Instagram. And okay. I, I've got a lot of friends who are big in social media and they're like, oh my God, Facebook, you know, it's major issues and blah, blah, blah. And it, it's like, you know what? The world still went on yesterday. There's plenty yeah. of people that realize, you know, you can still go out and do other things. So no matter what your business is, try to communicate with people in different niches because, you know, you can learn a lot about that. And then you're not so stuck in mm. yours. And I think it's good mentally for us. I like that. Uh, share with us uh, one of your daily habits during your first year in business that got you to where you are now. Uh, great daily habit is uh, my first two hours of the day. I am not looking at my phone other than turning on a podcast or two or three. And I do a two, around a two-hour walk every morning really? um, by myself. So it's real early in the morning. I'm home by 6.30, so I'm typically leaving 4.35 in the morning and just walking. And I'm listening to a few podcasts. In between stopping and thinking, I use notes on my, my phone and will put in notes. But I'm not looking at email. I'm not on social mm-hmm. media. Um, as much as you know, I'm the guy on Twitter, as folks say, I'm actually a lot of what I do is automated. Yes. So folks might think that I'm on there. Mm-hmm. Any response is coming from me because I, I think you know there's a, a sense of authenticity there. Um, but you know, I am turning off technology mm-hmm. and really just starting my day off very fresh, where my mind is. You know, because a lot of folks they they wake up, they look at their phone, and 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 they have headaches and problems. And yeah. if you're doing that, then the rest of the day you're kind of you know two steps behind. Whereas you're for me, reactive, very 
And yeah. my day is just sometimes I don't even look at email um, in the morning. Or if I do, I use a tool when I reply to people that doesn't actually go out until like four or five in that evening mm. um, or sometimes seven o'clock that evening. And because I don't want to start what I call ping pong back and forth. Yeah, if yeah. I send an email, somebody repl uh, replies and then they, they know you in front and then it's back. No, when I send an email, sometimes it's going out six or seven hours later if I'm going through my email. And then I'm shutting off email and focusing on what needs to be done. But a lot of times I'm not looking at my email until after nine and I've already accomplished a yeah. lot of what I need for the day. I really like that, which segues into the next question. What's your favorite website, app, or digital resource? Maybe that one that allows you to uh, push off the email uh, correspondence. Yeah, um, uh, folks, can, it's a it's a Chrome extension, and uh, I, I'm like a Google guy, so a lot of the stuff I use is inside of uh, Google. Okay. Um, this is called, I think, the inbox or what have you, and it's it's neat because also if I send out emails to folks, and it's um, from a sales standpoint, mm. and I want to remember what it will do is it will come back into my email box if somebody doesn't reply, so is that then I can you know reach back out to them, oh, that's which smart. I, I really like that. So if I'm reaching out, for instance. And for you, if you're trying mm -hmm. to get somebody on the show and you send them you know, a message, um, a lot of times also sometimes folks will say follow up in X number of weeks or what have you. So, again, it's coming back into my inbox. So um, it really just helps me stay um, really focused. But also I have multiple email addresses and one email is coming to me, which I never share with folks except really close people inside my network. The rest is really looked at first by a team member that mm. decides, does Mike need to look at this or can I just handle it? And this way I can stay hyper-focused again on the vision of where we're going with our business. I like it, man. I really like the, the up early two hour walk thing and just really unplugged from everything business related. What time do you go to bed? I gotta ask, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not a night owl. So um, during yeah. the work week, um, you know, I am very into my children, yeah. my wife, so. Um, you You're know, in bed by what time? 9.30, 10. Okay, and um, that's why so you could be up at 4.30. Yeah, so I do yeah, read yeah. a lot. I typically will read two to three books a week. Yeah, um, so, dang bro. Yeah, uh, I love reading and I'm probably listening to, I don't even know, I know I've crossed a thousand plus hours of podcast listening. Dang. Um, yeah, so. Love it, man. And that's where the resiliency could come in, right? Cause I love learning. so much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and again, yeah. so it's uh, it's making sure, I, I do want to say this, again, if you're on your, your path of 100K, um, don't be trying to overlearn and, and following everybody else and not executing or worse, uh, worse off, SOS, shiny object syndrome, meaning like, mm. you know, you hear this growth tactic and you haven't finished trying your other growth tactic to see if it's going to, you know, be successful yet. So, you know, SOS, I think, kills a lot of business owners before mm. they can even reach it. Or the fact that they just didn't give something long enough and they quit, as you said before, before, you know, you, you ever see that, um, it's a it's a picture of somebody in a mine and you know the diamond is like oh yeah, yeah. they're the yeah. the digging 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 and then they stop and it's right there they drop their shoulders and they yep. turn and walk away and it's like one more strike right there yeah boom got it love it all right mike we're about to enter the hustle round and i'm making this a quick interview because we're going to drink and smoke cigars bro Let's go. awesome so i'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions smokes yeah, you'll have three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. First thing that comes to you. Are you ready? We're ready. Here we go. What's your favorite sound? Music. What's your least favorite sound? Kids screaming. <laughs> when you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? A lawyer. What are you most afraid of? Spiders. What 
<laughs> I'll try not to laugh. Uh, what, what did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business? I don't believe I wasted any time. Gotcha. I didn't ask if you wasted time. What did you spend way too much time doing, in your opinion, that you could have spent less on? I probably spent too much time in the business mm. and, and not enough time with my family. Got it. Oh, okay. Big, big. What secret fear do you have about people? What secret fear? Mm-hmm. Do you have about people? How you occur to them, how they occur to you, anything like Sincerity. That? Sincerity. How do you mean? Trusting people. Trusting them. Got it. Making yeah, sure there's no it. motives behind what they're, what they're doing. Ah, so are they for real? Do they really want to help me or is there an agenda? Or are they just real in general? Yeah, yeah I get they're that. They're good people. We were talking about that when yeah. you first walked in about certain people. Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner in business? That's okay to fail. Mm, yeah, and fail you don't have and to get look, back yeah, out. You don't have to yeah. look perfect to everybody. Exactly. What is a new habit you want to form? Reading faster. <laughs> I'm thinking of so many. You want to do like four or five books a week. Yeah, I, I, w I do want to be able to read and retain, retain more. Um, I'm listening to this guy, Jim Quick, uh, yeah. Quick Learning. Love him. And uh, yeah, I, I'd like to not only read uh, faster, but memorize more what I read. Yeah, I get that. And I memorize, actually. Retain. Retain. Yeah, I get it. Uh, what bad habit do you want to break? Resorting to drinking when I'm uh, upset. <laughs> Got it. Hopefully you're not upset tonight. We're I'm just not. drinking for We're fun. We're just going to drink to drink. All right. <laughs> Pick three words that describe who you are now. Loving. Father. Husband. Oh, I like that. Priorities. You got your priorities. You didn't say anything about business. That's I haven't because I wasn't before. Yeah, and I, I actually but believe I've become more successful to me successful in life. Yeah. Since I've stepped away from business. Yeah. And and it's actually helped my business. Absolutely, because you show up better. One hundred percent. I get that. Describe uh three pick three words to describe who you were back then. Your first hundred K. My first hundred K. Yeah. Fast. Hustling. Distracted. I think you just described my entire audience. <laughs> Love you guys, but that's exactly where we are the first year in yeah, business. Yeah, you're just right? moving fast. You're not organized sometimes. You're distracted. You know, yeah. there's a lot of noise coming at you. I get it. I, you know, again, I've done this. I've been punched in the face a lot as an entrepreneur. Um, and each time you're starting off, the same crap is coming at you. But you're moving fast. But I think it's good sometimes if you can step back and reflect. Because mm. as much as that first 100K is very important, if you're doing it, in a smart way, you're going to blow through 100K and hit the you know, seven-figure even faster. Yeah. I get exactly what you're saying. Like I shared earlier, like I'm stepping out of my co-working businesses right now because my team's running it really well. I actually get in the way yeah. of them doing what they need to do. And it's like the less I'm doing in the business, the more effective I am in the business when I do do 100%. something. And it, it's just powerful, right? So it's working. Uh, imagine sometime in the distant future and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Read to us what it says on it. Loving father, husband, go-getter. I like it. Very similar to how you describe yourself now. Cool. And if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family, friends, and loved ones only one piece of advice, what would you say to them? Love. Love. 
It's honest. It's not. It's not that difficult. No. Right. And you know, how do you have love? You can, you know, feel grateful at times. Appreciate yeah. what you have. Acknowledge you know, I people. Think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just think you know the world would be a better place. I agree with you. I'm with you, brother. We're standing in love here, Mike. What's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Obviously on Twitter, Mike Koala is uh spelled just like the bear yeah a little bit different k-a-w-u-l-a um or um you know uh, twitter's really the best linkedin um facebook uh, sometimes but really uh, twitter i reply to everybody that tweets me gotcha and what's your website uh it is socialquant.net how do you spell quant q-u-a-n-t awesome mike thanks for joining us today and i wish you peace love and superpowers Cheers. Head over to first100k.com for even more tools, tactics, and tricks that you can use to go from A to 100K. I'm Joseph Warren, and you are made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you on the next show. Cheers.